Hey, Symposia Disney fan. Lots of stuff have been happening in the Disney universe, and we're going to be talking about it on this episode. Hey, everybody, it's Liz and Liza and Danica. And we are happy that you are joining us. As I said at the beginning, there's a lot of stuff happening in Disney, and we were texting like fiends at each other about everything that was happening, which is why we were like, you know what, we just, this needs to be an episode. So does anyone want to talk about any of the, the, anything that's happening that first comes to mind? Well, when we were texting, I said, well, what's the bigger news story? The masks back on at Disney World or the ScarJo lawsuit. So we, we kind of we kind of thought they were equal, but we wanted to talk about both. Mm-hmm. Based on the last episode we put out where uh, Danica had talked about how when she was there for her trip, people were still masked. Liza was like, it was like 50% when I was there. And I was when I was there, I was like, yeah, it was like 5%, mm-hmm. which I'm in a local traveling parent group, like traveling group for parents or whatever for our local area. And people who are coming back from Disney are saying the same thing. And well, from the from July, they were saying the same thing and that they regretted going and various things. For me personally, this is a great thing that we're bringing back masks. Yes. So masks were announced as of July 30th, I think, or 31st. The um, indoor masks are now back required. And we were just going back and forth saying um, in our text thread, like, the response is so polarizing. Mm-hmm. Some people are thrilled and they're like, we were about to cancel our trip because the numbers are so bad and we wouldn't be feeling very safe without a mask requirement. And then there's like another half of the response that's, oh God, we're canceling. We're not going if they're enforcing masks. This is ridiculous. COVID's over slash it's too hot to wear a mask. So it's very, it's very heated. And I, and I do think it's probably very hot to wear a mask at Disney right now. Yes, it's, it would be, it would be very uncomfortable, but I, I too, I was really relieved to see it. I also feel like we are sort of in a absence of uh, leadership on terms of this issue right now, this sort of Delta variant. Mm -hmm. And I felt that that was, it was nice to see sort of a firm call for, for what, people, you know, for for visitors to Disney World and Disneyland need to do, which is, uh, you know, sort of less than the localized information that I feel like a lot of us are getting. A hundred percent. I agree with that. I thought it was bold and, and good and on brands for them because keeping their guests safe, like should be their brand. Mm-hmm. It is their brand, but it should, you know, I know they're getting accused of a lot of stuff about money and greed Mm -hmm. i do think that ultimately this is a good call and a a good call for the right reasons yeah and i think with the i i mean it is it is hot in disney but the mask requirement is largely indoors and disney is air conditioned indoors Mm -hmm. you know so while it's not fun i do think it it's better than having to wear a mask all over disney outside disney while walking around Another thing that I had noticed is to talk about Disney kind of acting as a leader in this, Universal put out their information right after, as did SeaWorld. 
And they're not requiring all guests to go back to wearing masks, just uh, their team members. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Disney put out the other information that they're going to require all cast members to be vaccinated. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. No, you go, Liza. I was just... No, well, I was thinking, I was actually thinking how those two things might be related or are related. I mean, I think the concern for cast members and, and customers, um, you know, is real. And, and Florida is, I just heard on the news. I mean, it's, it's, they have more cases than they ever had since March, 2020. So, I mean, it's a true hotspot there. And, um, I do think there is legit concern. I don't know if I would actually go right now with the numbers being so high. I mean, both all the times that we went, the numbers in Florida were much lower. And, um, and I think, um, I wonder if their response is, you know, we, if we can make sure all our cast members are vaccinated, then we can move towards moving, removing mask mandates for the 50th. Right. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And to follow what you just said, Liza, like, I think I'd said, or I had said on the last episode that I was thinking we would go down for a week in September because my girls have a fall break or a weekend in September. Mm-hmm. And I haven't canceled those reservations for the parks, but I'm heavily thinking that we will not be going in September if the case counts continue to be where they are. We have a family member who just found out that they need surgery and it's one of those surgeries. It's an elective surgery, but it is a needed surgery. The central Florida system, health system that they're in has gone to level black, which is the worst level you can have. And there are oh, no wow. elective surgeries that can be had. Who knows what? Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, it's reached that point. So it's, and it's the Advent health system, which is the same system that Disney contracted to do temperatures and everything with. Like it's just, it's the massive system down there. But oh, you know, wow. That's really scary. Yeah. yeah. So, so Florida has definitely reached um, has reached more than a tipping point, and I think Disney is doing everything it can to move forward. And I mean, with the idea that you have people or you have your your employees be vaccinated, I mean, yes, it's also probably health insurance reasons because unvaccinated right. people who catch COVID end up in the hospital and have much higher health bills mm-hmm. than someone who doesn't. Um, someone who's vaccinated who catches COVID at this point, you're more likely to just, you know, be ill at home for a few days or a week or so. And I think that obviously, I think that can be playing into it too. Yeah. It's, I mean, from a business sense, I kind of get it. From an employer sense, I was thinking the other week that we're not moving that like we're not moving to the step yet. But if we were to have, say, a babysitter or someone in our home, I would want them to be vaccinated and masked. Mm-hmm. Just all those types of thoughts. Um, well, and it's true, even from a business sense of of needing employees. I mean, they're still short staffed, so I mean, they are. They really can't afford to have people calling out for three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is a, a little bit of an urgency um, on their part to like make it through this. Yeah, yeah, to keep the people that they already have safe. Yeah. We'll see if Universal and SeaWorld switch given, but I mean, everything, 
it's this word that has been coming since the beginning of the pandemic last March, but everything is so fluid continually that I feel mm-hmm. like you never know what's going to happen and things can easily change within a day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It seems we're just, again, going back to that reevaluate constant sort of reevaluation of, you know, where we feel safe, but, and how we feel safe. But it's, I know that when I got the news, I almost immediately booked a trip to Disney. (laughs) And, um, and I will say that they were not cheaper. (laughs) It was, it didn't seem like there was uh, any sort of real discounts going on. So I I don't, I think that most people are pretty supportive. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say that I am very much hoping that if we don't get to go in September, we get to go in November. Like I'm, yes. I'm really hoping that November for Thanksgiving, um, that that will work out. So, but I just, yeah, for me, September just might be too soon, but we'll see. Maybe, I don't know. I will. Oh, and this is just for everybody who watched Loki. Whenever you say anything about the Delta variant in my house, Rory <laughs> says, why can't it just be the Loki variant? about that this morning i was you know it's it's 2021 so for back to school here in georgia because school starts this week i was getting my kids bags ready with their extra masks and making sure everything fit and you know filling their hand sanitizer and attaching it to their bags and we were talking about why Maisie had hoped to wear um, just cloth masks this year to school because they did go back for two months, half days, two months at the the very end of last year. And I made them wear KF94s, which are the kids' versions of KN95. They're from Korea. Mm -hmm. And Maisie was hoping because she had spent a lot of her allowance money on athleta masks. And she was like, I'm going to wear my athleta mask to school. And this morning I was like, I think you're still wearing the KF94s when you start school again on Tuesday. And she was like, no. I had to explain the Delta variant, but I can't say the word variant without thinking of Loki now. (laughs) It's like this really weird Disney, like mind meld. But yeah, so Rory just calls it the Loki variant. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, this is what we're doing in our household right now. How we're getting through this is the Loki variant. Maybe that's a good segue to Marvel. I think it's a good segue. Good job. (laughs) The other news that came out was that um, Scarlett Johansson has filed a lawsuit based on breach of contract for her Black Widow release. We were chatting about that, too. And we said, well, we should come on on and and talk about um, that and and our support of ScarJo. So what are your, your thoughts on this, ladies? I think that uh, she's definitely in in the right here, right? And and I, you know, I, Scarlett Johansson is is not my favorite person, <laughs> but I would say that I adore Black with the character Black Widow, and she has really this like the last couple of years. I feel like has not gotten you know obviously COVID has nothing to do with the the whole. I mean, COVID is why everything was so delayed and stuff. But the way she was you know, sort of killed off an end game, I felt was kind of disrespectful. A lot of people felt was pretty disrespectful. I mean, like we could, we could all happily do without Hawkeye, right? Like it could have been him. <laughs> I think, and, and people would have been like, thank God. <laughs> that yeah. And, uh, much more emotionally invested. Right. Like, come on. Uh, 
And the fact that I, that one of the things that Marvel has really had going for it is, is the reputation and the camaraderie of, of the MCU and the actors and uh, the way that they've supported and I mean, sort of been with us for over a decade. Right. And especially, you know, the, the male actors are so well paid and certainly, I mean, Scarlett Johansson, obviously, is very well paid, too. But this was supposed to be, you know, this was supposed to be her time. This was supposed to be her getting a very, very large paycheck. And the fact that Disney, I'm going to assume, refused to have those discussions before they before they released it, because they must have seen this coming, um, I think is really, really on Disney. I also think that this is a really pa- paving a great pathway forward for a lot of actors who um, are going to have to be dealing with this over the next year and a half or two years for people who um, are, who have negotiated in their contracts, a certain kickback from the ticket sales. And then to have it suddenly move to streaming, we know that Disney has Disney plus is like doing just making monstrous sales, right? This is really what's keeping Disney in the, one of the hottest businesses right now Right. And the fact that, um, and so we, you know, she's really paving the way for other actors to, to get this, you know, recognition written or even back written into their contracts. Absolutely. I mean, I think at the very least, well, right. I'm assuming too, that it was a breach of contract. Um, we don't know. We don't for sure know what the contract said, but <laughs> I think based on Disney's atrocious response um, and the character assassination that they sort of put out, um, basically accusing her of being petty and greedy um, in the face of COVID um, and that she got paid enough. Um, and they released her salary. At, they said it was 20 million. They basically, I think, showed their hand that they did breach the contract because if I think um, as like there's a phrase like if you're like pounding the table as the adversary it's because you're wrong <laughs> like if you're starting to <laughs> use like character assassination as your defense instead of like no the contract said this i mean i think you're pretty much showing that you probably um breached your contract and- so that's what i'm assuming i think their response was really lame um and if they were really, if, if, it, if, it, if they didn't breach the contract, they should have said we didn't breach the contract. They shouldn't have basically assassinated her character. Agreed. Yeah. If they had a defense, like they could just show the contract, mm-hmm. say this was how um, her pay was supposed to be, they would have shown that. And it's also if, if Disney is the one arguing that someone else is being petty and greedy, like Disney. <laughs> yes. Right. Someone it's the, a bit of the pot calling the kettle black in this situation, especially. Someone else is saying that because of an action that you did, they <laughs> their pay has been undercut. Mm-hmm. And your response is you're greedy. Like, come on, Disney. Right. <laughs> that, right. that, whoa. And it was something too about like COVID, right? Like yeah. we're we're in a time of pain and mourning. And <laughs> this is where you're putting your, you know, your your energy. It's like, oh, hmm. 
Like, that is really Disney. If we're in a time of pain or mourning, like why aren't you lowering like hotel fees so more <laughs> people can come in, or why aren't you keeping the reservation system lower but not raising ticket prices? Like Disney. Oh, I have the sentence here. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID nineteen COVID nineteen pandemic. That, that's just, oh my god! I mean, like, just totally bombastic. And I know this was the lawyers that have a reputation of of being like this. Um, for Disney, a bunch of people are going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, just like, can you imagine them saying this to Robert Downey Jr.? Exactly. Like, I I don't think so. Right. So let's bring that aspect in to it because I think um, it is. A gendered thing and I do think that the move by Scarlett is good for in, in terms of like a feminist move I think that they that you need to um, do things like this and and not sit back and it reminded me of a little bit of like when Taylor Swift like sued sued that guy for like a dollar or whatever like or you know fought back against Scooter Braun and all of that stuff like it just and the backlash that a woman gets when they are doing things like this and sort of cast as aggressive or bitchy or whatever. And I think that that's nonsense, obviously. So we need to, we need to have these um, fights. Yeah. I think that's great. Absolutely. Yep. I completely agree. I will say that. um, So I know that, you know, Twitter is Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> but I was I was really pleased. And then one Disney group I'm in, uh, someone posted about it and they had a negative take on Scarlett Johansson doing uh, suing Disney. But all of the responses um, from you know, multiple people who replied like all, based on Facebook photos and names, like all gender, like all like everyone actually were like, no, I think you're wrong. I think this was great. I think this is exactly what needs to be done. Disney cheated her out of, or Disney fans. We still think she was cheated out of this. She's setting a good precedent. She deserves what she was owed. And I, I did really appreciate in that little like corner of the internet that I was like, oh yeah, everyone, we all see this. Yeah. Um, and um, I so I need to I need to catch up on the whole MCU. But um, I know you guys are devout followers and and viewers like a lot of what we talked about earlier in the year was how awesome marvel was doing with the depiction of women and you know how even like superhero sort of costumes have evolved over the years for women and um just making them more you know, in less like eye candy and more strong figures and how I think you guys analyze WandaVision so beautifully um, with, you know, motherhood and, and the kind of we're expecting, you know, the Black Widow storyline to, you know, follow through on that theme and things like that. So I haven't seen any of this. So I was um, chatting with my sister and she was like, yeah, it's really disappointing that, that, that they wouldn't just renegotiate in good faith with her and yes. not make this scene or yeah. Say, you know what you, if X number of downloads assume for like three to four people watching each 
increase like the streaming or whatever and what you would have earned in ticket sales. So we'll now just make up for that in this. Yeah. And they, they could have done that, but you know, yeah. Disney, Disney decided to go the route. And I think, again, that's why every time someone says, well, you know, it's been a really hard year for Disney. They lost a lot of money. It's like they did of predicted profits. They lost out on a lot. Right. Still doing okay. <laughs> like they're yeah. still fine. They're moving a bunch of their people to Lake Nona, Florida. Like they're able to to do this. I don't believe. Oh man. Yes. So the last thing I would like to say about Scarlett Johansson is, you know, she lives a pretty low personal profile. Like, you know, she's she's very quiet. And um the big rumors are that she's she's very pregnant or has, or has given birth. And I just kind of think that that's really like awesome to like, you know, to be in that really powerful space. And then to also just be like, and also Disney, yes. here's my, here's a, here's a lawsuit. So yeah. I, I um, just sort of props to, to, uh, to her in, in being in that, in that, in that space. I love that. Yeah. I had not heard that, but I love that too. Like, Yes, Scar ScarJo. If you are currently like Earth Mother ScarJo, and you're like <laughs> Disney, give me my money. That speaks to, to me on a really fundamental level. So. And uh, Black Widow is great. Have you guys seen the movie? We were just saying neither of us have seen it yet. Okay, yeah. we saw. So we saw the day it came out. We did not see it in the theater. Um, and uh, I wish that I we would have. I, though I guess we still could go see it. But it's very cool. It's very female centered. It's actually, um, uh, I mean, and sister centered. And she, one, and the, I guess the last thing I want to say is that she, uh, she argued and uh, and made a case for the fact that she would not be wearing high heels in this movie. And so her, like, she has a very like sort of race car driver uniform sort of on that looks very comfortable and flexible, which is very cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, it ties in, her doing that ties in really well now with all the discussion over the Olympic uniform. Yes. And right. how the women have to wear, or the, for certain for certain games, or for certain, um, what are they called? Not games. Events. Competitions. Competitions, events. Like the Athleticism. Women, <laughs> the women are wearing very, um, very high cut outfits that aren't necessarily comfortable, that they have to keep fixing to be comfortable and the men are in not at all like are in outfits that are covered that look comfortable you don't constantly see them like bunching or moving or doing any of those things and so yeah it's it's timely that scar joe would also take this moment to be like if i'm if i'm the superhero mm -hmm. i need to be in an outfit that is comfortable and flexible and also shows how badass i am yeah. Right. Yep. And wasn't she um exec producer on this as well? Like she was yes. also highly involved in the I guess what is an exec producer funding or or just I don't know. Like top level, high level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know. I think you're like the the you know like the over, the the CEO sort of yes, or you know yes. you have a lot of a, a lot of pull. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll say too. I I always I always had a love-hate relationship with Scarlett Johansson, but ever since, well, first of all, ever since she was sort of in the Marvel universe, I like, I loved, I mean, I still haven't watched 
the um, MCU movies, but like, I just love that she was part of that. And I like ever since she married Colin, um, I think you say it youst, but I'm not sure um, from SNL. I've just loved that about her. Like, I just think they're like the funniest little awesomest couple. And I just think that um, I like started liking her better after that. I don't know why. Cause like, I feel like maybe Colin, like I like trusted him or something. I'm like, wow, like that. He like, I don't know. <laughs> he's so seemed, adorable. He's so adorable. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, he wouldn't like marry a jerk. <laughs> so I don't know. I also married. I'm Googling this right now. <laughs> isn't that so fun? And he just makes me laugh. And I just like picture him like making her laugh all the time. And like, she, she's loving that. And probably have like the cutest little funniest baby. <laughs> Sorry. Little funny baby, Scarlett. And gorgeous. I mean, she's dropped it gorgeous. Who we don't know how to say your last name. (laughs) Yoast. I don't know. Uh, No, that's probably more right. I think I've always said like Jost in my head. I always said Jost. And again, I have no idea. And I I pretty regularly watch like Weekend Update. And so I'm like, Colin married to Scarlett Johansson, I think is... Is how I thought of it in my head. Yeah. Say your whole name, but I still don't know. So anyway, good job, sir. Good job. Okay. The last movie I saw with her though was um the one with Adam Driver that she did with um the marriage story. Uh, oh yeah. I loved that. I really loved her in that. I haven't seen that one. It's really good. I spent so much of like the last four years getting caught up on the MCU. <laughs> I haven't really seen other movies yet and we were in florida i think when black widow came out and so we were supposed to watch it when we got home with tyler but then we got caught up on the loki series instead and then we just haven't watched it yet kind of makes me want to go see it in the theater yeah well that's now we should see it in the theater somehow but i live in atlanta which is also a black zone for covid so that's a little tricky um but yeah, so that would be nice. Would, we also have to see Jungle Cruise, which just came out. Yes. And yeah. rumor is that they did renegotiate with Emily Blunt and um, oh, The Rock. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wonder I wonder if The Rock was able to get them to renegotiate. And then because he's The Rock, he was mm-hmm. like, and obviously we're going to, you know, you're going to take care of Emily too. And they were like, of course, The Rock. Well, yeah. and both of them are in long-term contracts with Disney. And so this is the end of Scarlett Johansson's contract with Tennessee because she's done with the MCU officially. Oh. Um, so there's, so that is, uh, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were just cutting her loose kind of like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were like, we don't have to keep you happy anymore. Well, that's lame. Mm-hmm. not cool, Disney. Not cool. So we will, we will follow this story and see how it unfolds and see if it settles. Um I guess that would be, um, I think, the right thing for them to do is just settle it and renegotiate. But I kind of love the fact that she took them to the mattresses. Absolutely. (laughs) Is that a thing? They went to the mattress store. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I said that right. (laughs) All right. Now that we've had COVID talk and then COVID talk again, because we talked about ScarJo and releasing... We do have, I think, one final segment of this episode, which is a little more, you know, what we like to really text each other and daydream about. And that's that Danica, you you just did something. So do you want to tell us all about it? I did. I just booked a trip for 
uh, for February, my favorite time to go, <laughs> the coldest time in in, in Florida. I, I and, grew up going on because we always had the week off for presidents like weekend or whatever. But our mm-hmm. school in the Northeast, you get that week off, and so I that's how we always used to go to Disney was that February week. So I feel you. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's you know something they close things in January and February for refurbishments, but I mean. There's a, still like a ton to do, you know, like you can't go on Cali River Rapids and, I'll and live. yeah, but besides that in general, it's the, they heat the pools to 80 degrees. It's fine. You know, Perfect. like the kids are, you know, the kids don't even notice. Right. Yeah. Um. So it's a, it's a split stay, three nights at Contemporary and three nights at Boardwalk. We club leveled it all the way. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I obviously club level is amazing, but, <laughs> but if, if I'm to speak uh, from a practical standpoint, you know, there are five of us in my family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whereas if I was, if it was just me and my husband paying that extra money for club level would be, you know, I don't think you'd really, it, it would be a lot, but for the five of us to get, you know, free fairly i mean maybe not meals but fairly elaborate snacks i would think like sort of baby shower level snacks you know um <laughs> all day long is is definitely worth it like we can you know we'll definitely get our um and and alcohol as well mm-hmm. i don't know if we'll exactly get our money worth but uh it'll be awesome in these other ways so you know i'm pretty excited i'm um I'm worried about, of course, this, this, uh, the, the, the variant, <laughs> but, um, so I'm also, it's nice to have that, you know, to look for, or to think about and look forward to and everything. Um, and to think about all the new stuff that's happening, just like, you know, Liza was saying earlier, like Ratatouille, the new French creperie, cri- cri- that's what I'm mm-hmm. um, Space 22. Yeah. They might. And- I don't know. They might have Moana ready. Oh, they might. That's yeah. right. That looks really cool. Um, you know how? So in Epcot, there's the well, the restaurant when I was growing up, it was called the Odyssey, but now it's just like where the baby care center is, and another restroom, and the first aid place. But they have like inside when you go in, you can watch all the things they're gonna plan. They're planning on doing yes. And when we were watching the Moana thing, I was like, that looks way better than how like they originally delivered the concept, like verbally. I was like, no, this looks awesome. I am very much waiting for that. I don't think what the Guardians of the Galaxy ride won't be open for a while, though, right? I bet that they seen how they rolled out Ratatouille. I bet that they're going to wait for Epcot's 50th as well, maybe, which will be October 1st. Or not 50th, 40th mm-hmm. of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so I must, I'm, I wonder if they're going to wait for that. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And then there's also Tron as well. I mean, yeah. I'm not going on either of those rides. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm happy that they will be there and people will be going on them and I can go on Pirates of the Caribbean as many times as I need to. <laughs> Holding on for the little hill, but I'll be safe. I'll be fine. <laughs> we did watch um, like the Tron ride at Shanghai. 
Yes. I watched that on the YouTube the other week because I think Tyler had questions about like what it looked like. And at first I was like, I can totally do this. And then it went outside. <laughs> I was like, I'm starting to think I can't do this. <laughs> I like it's something else. But I was like, I can't do this ride. It looks uh, intense. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's a night. The water walk journey of water. It's like a walk through. It's perfect for you, Danica. It's perfect for me. (laughs) Yes. That one. Mm -hmm. I got in one of my, I think, first Twitter arguments was with somebody when that was announced and they were like, Moana belongs in the animal kingdom. And, (laughs) and I was like, if you don't think that the future of science is based on indigenous understandings of water. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, I think that's, that is solid argument. Well, now you've reminded me that we were having some sort of family conversation about water. And I brought up Olaf from frozen Two, saying that water has memory. And then Tyler's like, but what about the water in Moana? And he started like explaining the significance of it in that. So Yes. Right? Like, how are people not getting these different ideas? Mm-hmm. Frozen <gasps> tail. Mm-hmm. It all goes together. Oh, it does. It's all It's all good. Oh, people. That's really exciting. Um, it makes me really, it's, it's, it's so fun to daydream about the split stay of boardwalk and contemporary. It's just so many possibilities. Yeah. So we've never done contemporary before. And and I don't know why I was sort of always kind of averse to it or, you know, I guess I, we usually, when we're on the monorail, we do, we do poly and I actually kind of want to do wilderness, but we could, I don't know if it's not open yet or what, but there's just nothing really available for it. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, I or like you're refurbishing that. Is that even a word? I just made up a word, but what did you say? If they're refurbishing it over that time. I don't know if they've only opened up the DVC part of it actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then I was like, you know, this seems, I bet this is going to be, and all the rooms are redone, like uh, Incredibles. Mm-hmm. So you have like, yeah, it's all very like um, 50s, uh, mid-century modern. And oh, I don't, yes. I'm not a big Incredibles fan, but it looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, They're even thinking, I think the Wave Breakfast Place in Contemporary is going to be, incredible themed so we don't know what that means if it means it's going to be a character dining experience Mm -hmm. or if it's just going to be the look and feel but um i think that is really exciting Mm -hmm. that sounds awesome yeah yeah yes i'm excited for that and and yeah and i think the kids they obviously they don't know but they would be they're going to be disappointed maybe to learn that we're not staying at beach club I just I wanted to go back to boardwalk. I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be okay. I feel like it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. And I think oh. it's gonna be really awesome to stay at the contemporary and to just have that such a close walk to yeah. that and everything. Like that's that's gonna be great being able to do that from boardwalk. Boardwalk is awesome. You'll get to experience you guys haven't done the new pool, right? So you'll get to nope. see the new boardwalk pool. I think it's gonna be really good. Oh, and another point is that it's in it's in February early, so maybe you won't even spend that many hours at Stormalong Bay anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of you know I 
the pool is so amazing at Stormalong Bay, but also the pools are amazing, you know, like mm-hmm. it's sort of, they're still the best pools I've, yes. you know, no matter what, the, you know, right. like we can barely pull them out of the best Western, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're, you know. No, I, I get that. But I do think, I think it's going to be good. And I think I said when you had texted, maybe I did, that the contemporary pool was not great. But I mean, it was still a fun pool. And so right. I think I think your kids will still enjoy it. Our kids, they liked it. They liked it a lot. I think it'll be good. Cool. It'll be more than good. You'll be hanging out. You'll be on Ratatouille, sending us pictures. It'll be fine. That's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, I'm so and you'll for that ride, and you'll get to go right in through International Gateway from Boardwalk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, perfect. And you can do the monorail loop into Epcot too. From I am so excited for that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. your next tattoo, <laughs> <laughs> monorail move right in front of Spaceship Earth. <laughs> Well, on Danica's tattoo plans, which actually should probably just be an episode of itself, like what <laughs> do we have? Would we have all of those <laughs> commemorate Disney? I think, are we we good to say goodnight to our one fan, everybody? I think we are. All right. Well, then Symposia Disney is happy that you joined us this week. And yeah, thanks for listening. This is Liz. Liza. And Danica. 